Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to this Monday's Wealth Creation Show. How are you today, Jim? Absolutely fantastic. Good, good. Uh, Jim, you're streaming live TikTok, Instagram there on. Uh... Yes, I am actually Instagram, TikTok. Uh, all questions to the end. If, you, if it's questions relevant, if it's questions relevant to what we're talking about the now, then fantastic. I'll engage with it. But if it's questions that are not relevant to what we're talking about, we'll cover it at the end. And yeah. typically, this show will last about an hour or the podcast. Yeah, we're about an hour or, or, or just slightly over if we have questions or, or things to discuss. But today's topic, we are looking at six ways in particular to boost your income. Now, this is a good one, Jim, because I think everybody's got their day-to-day -day job, and most people do. And mm -hmm. I think in order to, to really um, excel is to look outside the box of what you do day-to-day -day and try and yeah. find additional ways to boost your income and ultimately set you up for the future. And that's what we're going to cover today. That's the only thing that's going to set you free. If yeah. you don't do anything outside of your normal day-to-day -day income, what you're earning at your job or anywhere else, then things are not going to change for you in the future. Mm -hmm. You've got no investment strategy. You've got no future. You're basically relying on the state on a pension to actually survive. Now, a pension is two-thirds of what you can't afford to live on in the first place. Mm -hmm. That's what it'll end up being, if not even worse than that. So you literally keep working after retirement, whether you like it or not. Imagine being in a position where you've got to work, whether you like it or not. It's like, I, I know it's okay when you're younger, but when you get to, you know, the 65 and 70-year-old, it's like... have to think about time. Still having, yeah. to, still having to go out there and do things like, you know, the typical pushing the shopping trolleys back into the shop and, you know, going around and helping people. And, and that's all very aspirational well, but... And, and they're great for people that want to do things like that. But having a choice is probably the most important thing. Yeah. And and if you don't do something about it now, you won't have that choice. Somebody will be choosing for you because it's based on your finance because you can't afford to. You can't afford to retire. That's what's going to happen to most people. That is a scary prospect. And and, and I, especially since we started doing this show, Jim, uh, has made me think about it quite a lot and think about the future. Yeah, but there, there's thinking and there's doing. <laughs> Yes, I know. <laughs> That's true. I just um, don't listen, I was just having a discussion with Ben. Ben is <laughs> Ben is 24 years old and, mm -hmm. and I was saying to Ben, how much are you putting into your pension? Um, you probably need to put up, make sure for the year, because stock market, because we're in UK equities, um, all yeah. the blue chip companies uh, with standard life in our pensions. Um, so UK equities, I said to him, the stock market is sitting about seven two now. It's normally about round about the eight thousand mark. I says, seriously think about putting about uh, uh, up to £2,880 in, which actually grosses it up to 3600 which yeah. is the basic rate, because Ben's no high-rate payer anyway. So he's no high-rate payer, so it won't make any difference. So I says, put at least the 2880 take off what you've put in so far for the year from April onwards, put that difference in right now, because that'll start compounding years to come. Mm -hmm. Yeah, And he'll, he'll do it. And, and Scott will do it, and Tony will do it as well, more than likely. And uh, and that's what's going to set them free later on. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's great to rely on dad because <laughs> they've got that. They've got that. Uh, where they could, oh, they could just rely on dad. And um, but who knows? I might take a flight of fancy and just give it all the way to charity. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like you say, it's good. They've got. They could rely on you for a certain, but they need to kind of set themselves up. They need to do that now. And do you know why? Because they will probably get, they will get off of me anyway. It's generational wealth, isn't it? Mm -hmm. but the key here is they will be able to do it for their children because they will have the affordability to do it because they won't re be relying on me actually providing for them. So they'll be, so that, and so that in, in the Parker family, in the Parker mm -hmm. dynasty, <laughs> 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 in the Parker Dynasty in years to come um, the, what's going to happen is the generations before will provide for the generations after every single time because it's now it's now started now so I'm starting it now and making sure their pensions are their full amount they're keeping that going and therefore when my generational wealth passes same. on to them their generational wealth can pass on to them as well so that's how it happens and that's how that keeps going and escalating and growing in value over over time and and that's and when I'm long gone in 200 300 years time folk will look back and go holy shit where did that come from do you know what's really interesting and you speak about that and I, I read a post just um it was on Facebook and it was um I was thinking about like in a hundred or so years time like none of us will be here and all our possessions will be somebody else's and do you know and 
and eventually how you kind of have you forgotten in the chain because we like yep. it moves on and it made me think about this because you do this show and obviously so it's always here and then how you're passing things on and leaving a legacy so then mm -hmm. and i thought well necessarily if you do it you do it right you're not, not going to completely be forgotten you'll just, not be uh, you'll not be forgotten but it doesn't matter that, if you've what? left that legacy then people are going to know it's what you're doing right now and, and as far as i'm concerned i'm just a caretaker for that wealth and it just so happens i get the beneficial interest of it then yeah. out just like a trust is you know and and that's how i look at it so i'm getting the beneficial interest yeah. of it now my yeah. duty of care is not to blow it all and, and make sure the next generation yeah. can benefit from that as well and the next generation after that and that's all i ask of the next generations to come that's exactly what i'm asking them I don't really want to be remembered as such, but it, it's just, it's just, it will leave me. It's one of the things on my deathbed where I'll go, thank God I did that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, but yeah, but in order to, to be able to do that, you obviously looked outside what you did day to day and ways to boost your income, which is what we're talking about today. And there's a lot of everything benefits. we're about to talk about right here yeah. is everything I've done, but I'll yeah. explain to you what I did, which is the most important thing, because the key here is, you know, you look for the most successful person, you know, it doesn't need to be a huge leap in terms of wealth or, or huge leap in terms of what they do, but look for the most successful person, you know, and, you know, in wealth terms, no, just in, they could be broke at a different level for all, you know, mm -hmm. so you don't really want to follow that path. In other words, yeah. they've got 50,000 pound coming in a month, but they've got 51,000 pound going out that's broke at a different level that's yeah, somebody yeah. that's no liquid that's you know liquidation basically that's not somebody that can teach you anything except how to be broke at a different level mm -hmm. <laughs> you don't want that because when you retire guess what you'll be broke at a different level but it'll be a lot less so you need to you need to plug into somebody that's got so it's really somebody often it's somebody it's not traditionally in the limelight it's not on things like this it's somebody that keeps themselves to themselves and just gets their head down and just gets on with it. And what they're doing is billionaires, how billionaires work, they, they invest in businesses and that's where they make their money from there. That's what Buffett's done and that's what everybody else has done. Bezos has done that as well. Millionaires actually create wealth by, by investing it and long-term capital growth. That's mm -hmm. how millionaires do it. But billionaires do it on a totally different level. Totally different level. But you'll never get to that stage yet. You need to start off slow. So you need to start off with the tiny, tiny steps and getting yourself up. So in the very beginning, my mentors, I had no idea what they were doing. And these people all retired at 25 and 30 year old. And I'm like, oh, my God, I would love to be like that. What do I need to do next? And they had to give me the baby steps to do next. They had to tell me the small incremental steps because this wasn't a, a case where I could listen to what they said and do what they did straight away to get what they got. Impossible for me to take that leap of faith because my brain wasn't right, my thinking wasn't right, my physique, my phys my physique wasn't right as well. And I mean, just in my my stance, my breathing, um, everything like that. And and you know, people don't understand all how that all adds together and compounds together to become the person who you really are and what yeah. you can really and, and the person who's going to achieve way beyond what you think you'll ever achieve at this point in time. It's exciting because I was listening to a billionaire the other day and I was like, he was sitting going, um, so how did you become a billionaire? And he says, well, I just did the same thing for 60 years. That <laughs> <laughs> was that. Yeah. So boring. Eh? The same thing for 60 years. And he was eight odd year old and he was a billionaire. And it's like, holy shit. That's exactly what I do for the last 30 years. I've just done the same yeah. thing every single time. Um, so I kind of think, woohoo, I'm on track. Um, but whether I get there or knows a different story, you know, I might, uh, there's only so much you can make, there is just for sure. I don't really want to be that type of person, but I yeah. certainly want to build things that, I certainly want to build businesses and I want to build, um, I want to build wealth um, so other people can benefit as a result. That's that's really what my motivation is to, is to be. I don't want the super yacht, you know, Philip Green had, and I yeah. don't want the you know the ferrari that somebody else's have I, I would i would i would really settle for, for what buffett has you know mm -hmm. just with such a standard car to run about in a hundred dollar suit from sears roebuck and and the same house that he's lived in for 40 years you know which is effectively just a normal detached or semi-detached three-bedroom property that's all he mm -hmm. wants and that's all he needs 
he doesn't care for anything else. He loves the game. He loves the whole thing about it. He loves what he does every single day. I mean, that's what you would... Why would you... I mean, you love what you do every single day. That's got to be the ultimate prize ever. Yeah, I think... Yeah, definitely. And that's the kind of thing I want. I don't want the... I don't want to buy things to impress people that I don't like. Mm-hmm. That's ultimately it. Who cares? Which is, which is what a lot of society is like now. I mean, that is just... Instagram. Yeah. That's yeah. what Instagram's like. That's what Instagram's all about. You know, showing off everything you've got that you really probably didn't have because it's all financed and somebody else actually owns it and all you're doing is renting it from them. Mm-hmm. Or creating yeah, their own. Everybody yeah. else, it's like all rosy and everything. You know, it's like, I've got an eight-figure business. Yeah, but that could be Japanese yen, which equates to about, you know, a, six, a six-figure or a five-figure business. Yeah. When you, you know, when you work that out. Or it, it could be zelotes or whatever it is, whatever that is. And it's like you got a million zelotes to a pound. <laughs> I'm a millionaire. Right, but you've only got a pound, really. <laughs> yeah. So you're, but, yeah, before... you're a millionaire in the, the most remote country in the world. <laughs> um, but that but that's about it. Yeah. So before we, we dive in, I've put these six points together for us to discuss today. But just before we go in, you mentioned there, Jim, about obviously learning for the right people and, and choosing the right people and it's easy to come on platforms and things like this and learn yeah. to people but it's important you say obviously to have mentors and and, and people close to you who you could uh, learn from how important is it from for them to align with maybe for you and them to align with the same beliefs and, and the same kind yeah, of process? It's, it's key here here's yeah. an interesting thing for you right uh, you want to align with somebody as alpha it's mm-hmm. in the A category for yeah. they're wired and fired, they're ready to go and they're going somewhere and they've achieved, they've possibly got a, a lot more success than you, but, you know, a bit more success than you. That's the person you want to align to because what happens here, if you align with a B person, which is not really, you know, a person just like basic day-to-day job, they're not really aspirational about anything else, um, this is this is the startling statistics out of that. Being aligned with an A person, okay, will boost your results by 15%. Mm-hmm. Just, just them sitting next to you. Mm-hmm. Genuinely, just them sitting next to you, being aligned with somebody in an A category, which is wired and fired and ready to go, and is going somewhere, has been somewhere, is there already. You will immediately get a fifteen percent uplift in you, just for being around them. Yeah, you don't need to pay for it, by the way. That's all. Just so sit in proximity to them. Literally, just get a seat next to them. <laughs> this is where you go, Mister Buffett. Can I just carry your bag for the rest of the year? <laughs> And, and then yeah. you learn free of Mr. Buffett about how he does everything. That's it, effectively. No, I bet you no one's ever asked him that. Okay, and then the other one is being around a B category person, which is a person which is like, mm, I'm not really bored and pretty negative about everything like that, will drag you down 30%. 15, 30, being yeah. around the wrong person will drag you down 30, 30%. But more importantly, being around by a B person in your team will drag everyone down by 30%. Amazing, eh? That's why you want to get rid of that B person straight away. You want them out the door straight away. Mm -hmm. You do not want them around anybody else. They are completely negative. They'll drag everybody down as a result, and their their results will actually decrease by 30%. That is the fact being proven. Yeah. You want A people in your team. It's going to increase everybody by 15%. Just we've been around them. Yep. No, that's a good point, and it just shows you the association with people and how it can have a, have a, a positive effect on you or a detrimental effect to your to your ultimate yep. goal, definitely your ultimate goals. But yeah, but boosting your income obviously as something that could help you reduce stress. Obviously, if you've got less money worries and things by boosting your income, stress could be reduced. Stabilizing your income is something that will really set you up free from that just living paycheck to paycheck, which I know a lot of people do, yeah. uh, and, and ultimately helps you then meet your goals. If, if it's maybe to save money and maybe pay, pay off debts or build that portfolio that you want to do or have your side hustle, there's a lot of benefits to boosting your income. And we're going to cover six of the main points today. The first one for me, I think is a really important one. Um, and, I, and you'll agree, obviously, Jim, and I think everybody um, might be surprised that it's the first one we're going to speak about. but now, when I say go back to school, we don't mean, obviously, going back to set a desk and, do you know what I mean? But the whole learning process and, and adapting your knowledge is so important to yeah. be able to then expand from just your day-to-day um, working life. 
because you need to then obtain the knowledge to do whether it's what you decide to do if it's a side hustle if it's buy to let if it's do you know what i mean you need to learn these things how important is that jim so in the beginning here's what i did mm-hmm. i had no qualifications homeless unemployed first thing i thought about go back to college yeah i was pointing readiness for me i couldn't mm-hmm. go any further down put it that way and i thought the only way is up there's a song there somewhere <laughs> <laughs> the only way is a yes. yeah. <laughs> I'll just start singing it for everybody. Um, mm-hmm. But when you think about it, the only way is up from that point. You could only go unless you want to stay there, or unless you want to get for it to get worse for you. But I didn't want for it to get worse for you. I had aspirations, I had goals, I had things I really wanted, and I, and it was a point of readiness. And I was willing to put myself in my comfort zone because it was very difficult to accept to go back to college. Mm-hmm. Well, I went just tentatively to find a bit of college. I got accepted for the National Certificate in uh, Business and Computer Studies. I just thought I'd do that. I had an interest in computers. Um, that was really it. That's why I did it. Um, and then, then, I st- then all of a sudden, it's like I just, I just like excelled in that. It's just like, I, and I thought, I think it was my last stand for me. It was, it was, it was almost like it's, it's this or nothing. It's this or you're going to be broke for the rest of your life, Jim. Mm-hmm. And you don't want that. Um, so I actually, I actually excelled in all my courses and I actually um, I studied a lot. When everybody went out for a cigarette break or they went out for their lunch, I just sat and studied more in that in that session. And then I waited for the next person to come back. So I would go to the next class and the, and, and then I would just sit and, and do that. Now and again, I'd go out for my lunch with people. But but most of the time when they went out for a cigarette break halfway during the course, I would just I would just sit and study more and learn more. Um, so it compounded over over a over a period of time, I would say, um, in terms of going back to school for me. But I saw it as a as a gateway in order to get into a different career or a different path in what I was doing. Whether it was and, and it was computers at the time I was I wanted to do. Yeah. But I tell you what, it's like I took a flare to numbers mm-hmm. and statistics. I blew out the water hundred percent every single time at statistics. Every single exam I did, I got 100% every time. And then accountancy, I got 100% every single time. And it's like, wait a minute, I feel miserably at accountancy school. I actually got kicked out of the, the, the class and said, <laughs> I would, you know, you're rubbish. You can't even do anything. And yet here's me excelling in accountancy and bookkeeping at college um, just, a, just about five or six years later. So that, for me, taught me everything about mindset, about the fact that, and I never had mentors at that time, but the fact that if you work for it, if you study it hard enough and you apply yourself uh, you can accomplish anything that's ultimately that funny enough is that mindset i have in my mind of watching george mcfly back to the future mm-hmm. yeah. honestly that's why i says you can accomplish anything because that's the sort of we memes that point pump jump into my head um the secret of my success was another great michael j fox film and that's the type of thing i wanted to be as well you know i wanted to run a plc so even at that point in time, that's the type of things I wanted to do. And that's what drove me forward in order to what I wanted to do. So I applied then for a, a H&D in accountancy, H&D in business studies, H&D in computers. And I got accepted to every single one of them. So mm-hmm. a, a, core, a core went for accountancy because I was great at all of them. But accountancy gave me business as well. Yeah. And I'd already done computers. And I was, ah, I'm not really want to do computers, core programming and stuff like that. That wasn't my thing. Um, I would rather numbers are my thing. And I loved accountancy. I'd completely excelled in it. So that was one way for me to get on the ladder to actually earn a higher salary later on. The other one now that I apply now is since my mentors almost 35 years ago, um, after college, I met my mentors when I was in industry working in manufacturing. um, I then began to learn to be a continuous student of learning, you know, just a continuous student all the time. To be a, to learn from everything all the time. So so things like this, like the Wealth Creation Show, we're now we're sitting learning. Yeah. This Wealth Creation Show, by the way, isn't for anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> this is only for me and you, Richard, and my family to come and the generations to come as well. It just so happens other people are getting the knowledge and wealth and experience out of this when we're doing it at the same time. Yeah. But it's 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 only for us. I, I actually said to someone that I'm no bored if nobody else watches it or listens to it. I couldn't care less. It makes I mean, no it, difference. It's it good to get the feedback. I mean, we've got so we've got certain viewers who stick with us every week, and and it's good absolutely. to get your feedback. Yes, and, absolutely, and I understand that completely. But that's the point. I love what I do, mm-hmm. but I really want to leave my knowledge and expertise 
for the next generation of my family. And this is the only way I can do it without actually sitting them down and talking to them, which are like, give it a rest, Dad. What do you can? It's like we we've, we've seen you drunk at parties, you know that, that sort of yeah. familiarity breeds contempt, sort of thing. But yeah. later on in life, you begin to realise that your parents were like, "Wow, they were spot on." <laughs> but by that time, it's too late. They've no written a book and they've no left any legacy. Therefore, they've no left any knowledge. They've forgotten everything they did. So this is what this is all about. So I read every single time. So the one I'm on now is the winner effect. And I'm about to finish that. And it talks about um, how Enron collapsed and how people with high testosterone levels uh, produce more dopamine. And that dopamine encourages them to, to actually bend the rules and actually sometimes cheat and, and, and keep criminal. But it actually talks about the S side of that as well, which is which is women and how women uh, run an industry are actually more stable in the environment. And they're actually, they're actually probably better off industry overall um from having women that's why it's encouragement to have women on your board and in your team because yeah. they can stop you doing the stupid and foolish things as men because we're testosterone filled all the time you know we're just ticking time bombs sometimes <laughs> like, like, oh, like let me at it um that sort of thing that's the kind of thing but yeah. but women are more stable in, in their environment and they, they think better they, they make better decisions as well so this is the type of things I'm learning as I grow in my journey and, and I grow in my mental capacity. So, I, so I've so i always been a student and I read loads and loads of books. I listen to loads and loads of podcasts and I've done that for the last 30 years and that will never change until the day I die. Yeah. That will never change. Become a student. This is what we talk about, about going back to school. Just become a student. Learn something new every single day. I learned this wee phrase, and it's like, if you want to learn Spanish, okay, and learn a new Spanish word every day, by the end of the year, you'll know 365 Spanish words. Yeah. Fluently. That's what you need to do. So if you want to learn Spanish and you don't want to make a big effort at it, just learn a new word every single day for Spanish. I think that's the, the important thing that, to remember here, and we, I say you go back to school, and that might put that might put the th fear of death in anybody when I mention school, because people hated school. Um, Better than being broke. But I think what's important <laughs> to remember is that when we say that, it could be any kind of avenue of learning. You see, yeah. there's like things like the Open University now. Um, you do have to be willing to make a sacrifice. I mean, I, I done that. I went back to college, but, but they might think I've not got time. I'm working. I done a Saturday morning for two years to that. It was two years I've done that. Mm. Um, but then, and it's even things just doing listening to podcasts, reading a book. You sent me a clip the other day, Jim, and it was they'd done a survey, X amount of millionaires or whatever. And how did you get to be so successful and how did you get there? And every single one of them responded, We read books, not fiction. Well, but well books. Your, yeah. your position is 200% from when you first started with me. Mm -hmm. So 200%, you've increased. Yeah. Since you started with me so think about that would that have ever happened if you went back to college would that ever have happened if you want to expand your knowledge it probably wouldn't have no no and that's what and that's the, the, the thing but probably there's so many different that. avenues to learn oh, it's, actually, it's actually more than that because you're a you're a shareholder as well yes, so when you take dividends <laughs> in that account it's like wow okay that's a lot more than that and i come straight out originally straight out of college and i was doing it at the time remember as well so that's the classic example about how going back to school and, and, and being being a student and being able to learn in your normal day-to-day -day life um, is, is going to increase your uh, capacity to earn um, yeah. and, and make more money. You're not you're no longer trading time for money anymore. You're now you're now actually making more value, creating more value, your existing time. So yeah. you're no so and rather than actually earning, rather than being worth you know, in terms of your knowledge capacity of being worth fifteen pound an hour, you're you're worth thirty or forty or fifty pound an hour, mm -hmm. because it's because you've increased your knowledge, and more people are prepared to pay for that. Therefore, supply and demand suggests that you just pick the people that are prepared to pay the most for you, because that's the only hours you've got. And more or less, it's a bit more. It's like it's kind of like Google Ads. Mm -hmm. You know, there's people out there that will pay you more money for your for your time. The other people, you just forget about them now, because you've only got a certain amount of time. Yeah. I get people approach me all the time. Oh, will you mentor me? It's like you can't afford me. It's like, and I can't afford to mentor you because because I'll lose so much money and the time I could be using on some other some other businesses, which I see the time I'm investing now will go stratospheric in years to come. 
in comparison to what I can, oh, one hit wonder. I've mentored you now. It's like, oh, big, big deal. It's like, that's it. Paid once. I want to be paid every single time yeah. for the hours that I put in, like a book, like a royalty, every mm-hmm. single time as it goes up. That's how you get it. Now, yeah. great examples of that are people like uh, Kevin Hart, you know, mm-hmm. The Rock, Dwayne Johnson. You know, he does exactly. They've got all their own stuff, all their own brand, all their own things. That's how. That's because they went back to school. They learned lessons from people like Richard Pryor and that, especially, you know, Kevin Hart. Richard Pryor got up and just traded time for money. Richard Pryor died broke, but he was the best comedian at that time. Yeah. And Eddie Murphy learned lessons off of Richard Pryor as well. He talks about that. Says he didn't. He looked at Richard Pryor and went, "Oh, this is what I did. I went back to school. I learned how to run a business. I learned how to do all these things off of other people. I brought these services and I didn't understand, and I got a good team round about me." That's what the school's all about. Yeah, and that and that brings us nicely onto the next point because you see, obviously, adapting your knowledge and creating that um, that knowledge in your whatever respective field. And then excelling in that then brings you on yeah. to be able to look at starting a side business or a side hustle, as we call it. And that's like what you see, like uh, The Rock or Dwight Johnson and and uh, Kevin Hart and things have done. They've got all these side things that are running. Absolutely. How many do you think, how many people do you think, you know, actually do the day-to-day job, but they actually do podcasts and that? What do mm-hmm. we do? This yeah. is the, no. So these are all side hustles. So the podcast, the shows, the everything, um, you don't know where it's going to come from and where that wealth's going to come from, but you attract the right people that want to use you because they know you. These yeah. are all side hustles. This is what we're doing right now, a side hustle. And this yeah. is what I did when I first started in property. So when I did my normal day-to-day business, which provided for my living, so that, that provided for my living day-to-day, my side hustle was building my lifestyle later on. Mm-hmm. And and it's just small improvements every single time with the side hustle. But the great thing about the side hustle is what I was taught is when you get to the end of the year with the side hustle, it doesn't go back to zero anymore on the counter. You actually build on top of what you've got already. Whereas a job, bang, right back at zero. Yeah. So that's what a side hustle is all about: investing in a business. That's what mm-hmm. you've got, Richard. That's what I've yeah. got. That's a side hustle when you think about it. Some our people day-to-day business is working in our business. But yeah, the side yeah. hustle is the wealth that accumulates over time and grows in value. That's the side hustle it sets you free later on when you exit. Yeah, and, and people that maybe are listening or watching might think, well, that's fine, that's fine for you, but what about what am I going to do as my side hustle? People might think, well, I don't know what to do or they don't know which direction to go in. But look at things that you're good at. Look at things you're good at. Maybe look at if you've got hobbies and things that you enjoy doing and they're good at doing that. How could you monetize that? How could you create that into something that's a side hustle or a side business? Just go on and talk about things that you love to do. Yeah. That's it. Go, go on social media. Oh, somebody might judge me. Who cares? They're probably yeah. broke. <laughs> what are they going to tell you? Stay broke. That's it. Just be like me. <laughs> Skin. <laughs> no money every single month. That's what people want you to be. They want you to be just like them. Skin every single month. Mm-hmm. And I don't want anybody to be like that. I want people to aspire to their true, their true potential, what they should be, not what somebody else thinks they should be, where they should be themselves, where they could reach. And the thing that holds them back the most is their fear yeah. of what yeah. other people might think of them. Don't bother about that. They're not going to pay your bills when anything goes wrong. They're not going to pay your mortgage when it, when it, sometimes you go through lean times. They're not going to pay your bills where and your kids are wanting to go to private school. They're not going to pay your medical bills if you want to you want to do private. You you, you and you can't you you can't afford to do that. They're not going to bail you out when when things go wrong. These are the people that disappear into the ether. All mm-hmm. of a sudden, they don't want to help you anymore. All oh, right, okay. Well, that's a shame for you. Bye. <laughs> they're off <laughs> they're off in another direction it's like see you later bye bye and all of a sudden you don't hear from them anymore because you've not got anything to give them anymore mm-hmm. you've not got anything to make them look good because they're maybe just a step ahead of you and the, the fact that they're a step ahead of you if they if they keep you around you kind of make them look good that's how that's how sometimes they do it that's you know that's a that's a, that's one that a lot of people do 
Yeah. Keep somebody around. Keep so keep their keep somebody round that you know just needs them, and they feed off them because it's like they get a, a wee boost off them because they're asking them and saying, "Oh, you're so successful," and all the rest of it. It's like, yeah. uh, right, okay, uh, but but you're not. You're just a small fish, and you're just a, a big fish in a small pond. That's mm -hmm. all. Wait, just challenge yourself and jump out there and jump in the bigger pond. Then you'll know where you stand in society. Yeah, <laughs> it's like just a wee minnow. <laughs> yeah very true very true but i think that's important as well it's, it's good to learn for people and have the right people around you um but i think ultimately when you're trying to develop your yourself and your skill and and, and maybe look to get a, a some sort of side business or side hustle you need to make it happen yourself can the buck stops with you i think that's quite absolutely important. yeah nobody's going to do it for you no unless you pay them Unless you've got a, a great person that you could pay to do it for you, fantastic. Uh, you, you see people that have built teams, but not everybody, remember, not everybody wants to run a business. A lot of people actually just want to work within a business and benefit from that. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. maybe some sort of financial reward and, you know, in, in your case, dividends or or maybe bonuses or something like that yeah. for, for doing a better job than you should be doing, not just for doing your own job that you yeah. should be doing in the first place. And that's what they want to do. They don't want to have the ownership. They don't want to have anything else like that. They don't want to have that responsibility. And they're still they're still alpha A people, you know, whether they're men or women. You know, they're, they're, yeah. they're still out there, these type of people. You've just got to go and find them. That's what that's the key here. Um, and they can help you on your journey while you help them benefit as well. So a rising tide lifts all ships. And yeah, that's where a, a side hustle starts. It, it, and you could go through a lot of side hustles. So here's what I went through. I went through uh, paper wholesale distribution. Uh, that failed miserably. Never even got off the ground because I was too fearful to do anything. I went mm -hmm. through uh, Fife Employment Gazette, which was a magazine which advertised all the jobs way before anybody else did anything. And that ended up, uh, I binned that, and, but that ended up on the shelf as indeed.co.uk. Um, that's, the, that's the same template that I had when I first started. I just didn't think big enough and I just binned that as well. Um, there was other side hustles that I tried to do that I feel miserable as well. But I tell you what, Every single one of these set me up with the skills and experience to get where I am now because I started them all, I failed at them all, but I never failed. It just it just helped me develop my skills and what I was doing. I was in network marketing, so I was basically phoning people up saying, I've got an opportunity for you. No, 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 no. <laughs> all these no's I was getting, that was that was building my resilience, building my, 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 muscle, my, my mental muscle up here. Kind you know, of taking all these no's. Um, that's the sort of thing. So that's what a side hustle can do for you. You've just got to hang around long enough and understand this is a means to an end. It might not be this. It'll do it for you. But I'll guarantee you something else will. And at the same time, if you've got a job, everything that you're learning in your side hustle, even though it's a failure, will be rubbing off in your job and you will be a huge success as a result. Mm -hmm. Because all these skills you've learned to do that are now transferable to everything else you do. And we're going to talk about that, how I did that in my job double yeah. my income yeah. and i got a company car yeah yeah and then, well yeah the side hustle i mean like say it's not always going to work first time like you said jim how many attempts did you have but you didn't look at them as failures they were more like they were a lot oh, the time i was i was like i was like yeah. nearly money and all the rest of it but i look back now and i go holy shit that set me up for the future yeah and all that experience and expertise and, and and the nose and all the rest of it and the knockbacks and the learning all that was leading up to this point in in time and probably stepping stones kind of stepping stones kind of to where you are now so absolutely and and you wouldn't change any of that because that's part of the journey that got no, to you never. yeah i would never ever change anything mm -hmm. you know no matter how hurtful it might have been at that time i would never change anything because the fear that i could be oh geez i could be working behind a desk you yeah, know with, yeah. you know it's like that's frightening um to, to think i would where I, I wouldn't be where i am now and i and i love where i am now at this point yeah. in time although i'm contently uncomfortable which is a good thing yes absolutely yeah so i mean yeah and then obviously you well you did get there and you've created your side hustle your side hustle is property investment predominantly um and that brings us to creating passive income um and having a passive income source yeah from that and that's what we're going to talk about next because that's ultimately what you set out to achieve and have that um yeah. and i mean passive income can really increase your earnings without you having to 
really put too much uh, training or high pressure education in, uh, depending on what, what that is. And now, Jim, you've got a, a team around you who do a lot of that for you. I mean, obviously, I know you put a lot in putting that together and training the right yeah, people. It's never that. passive, let's be honest. There's no such thing as passive income. Yeah. Um, however, the income doesn't let's just 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 i, I, I know you don't like passive income as a no word. let's not no no it's not there's no such thing as passive income it does not exist well let's agree that it's income that's not a trade of time for money yes okay yeah that's what that's what it, that's what we really mean so you're not you're no longer having to put hours in to do that and it's more like royalties because it's based on you do the work a couple of times but then it pays you exactly. almost for the rest of your life but you mm -hmm. just Kind of keep it going. It's like spinning a plate. It's like you've got all these plates spinning, and it's like you need to come in and help me to spin more plates. You mm -hmm. need to come in and help me spin more plates. Yeah. Okay, you're not really good at spinning plates, so I need to get rid of you and get somebody else to replace you. That sounds like a business, doesn't it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Keep spinning the plates. That's all you're doing, and and the plates are are, are metaphors metaphors for for the the wealth and the money that you generate as a result in the system. Yeah, I think, and once you've got that set up, it really is an investment where you've put the time in at the beginning, and then you have that income source, we'll call it, uh, that yeah. requires minimal or, or sometimes no activity from you then eventually, you've got this mm -hmm. running, and that's what we'll say passive income, I know you don't like it, but um, that's that's basically what that is. Well, my, my, my time every single week on my portfolio is literally one hour. Yeah. A week that's it i don't do well the other one is counting the money <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> the other hour is counting the money but the hour other is counting the money in other in order to, for credit control because i like to keep an eye on it i like to keep an eye on where everything is and how it's coming in where it's coming in from make sure everything's on track and then that's why the hour i spend with you guys is actually finding out you know what's happening here what's happening there and that's only mm -hmm. once a week so that's effectively what I do in that business now. And that business generates way in excess of what anybody could ever achieve. Mm -hmm. That puts me in the top 1% of people in Britain. Wow. I yeah. never even said that. Yeah. And I mean, we're, we're, we're going to talk about, obviously, renting a property. Your, your side hustle is uh, your buy-to-let portfolio, Jim, and renting a property. And I mean, if, if, if you're just generally, I mean, if you're just looking for a bit of a side hustle to create, like we say, I mean, there's a very small percentage of landlords that have a portfolio over two properties. Yeah. So a lot of people do just maybe they've inherited a property or they've, they've moved for work and then they rent their property out. That's the majority of landlords, one or two but properties. There's also, another, there's also another couple of side hustles out of this for renting mm -hmm. your property. Your yeah. own house. Yeah. So yeah. if you go away quite a lot for your work, you can Airbnb yeah. yeah. it. So Steve Bartlett talks about this on your Airbnb. Steve Bartlett actually does it as well. Richard Branson does this as well. Mm -hmm. That's why he's got Virgin Exclusive. You know, the top, the top creme de la creme, $5,000 a night on Necker Island. That's starting price, by the way. It mm -hmm. goes up to $10,000 a night. So it's like, that's Necker Island. And that's why he, what he does, he has his house and he just rents it when they're away. Because they're yeah. away most of the time around the world in other places. So they're at Mosquito Island. They're away over in Morocco. They're away somewhere else, you know, um, and another destination that they've got. So this is this is basically his homes. And what he does is he rents them. That's where he makes more income. On a smaller scale, you could Airbnb your normal home. If yeah. you're going away and you work from home on the rigs, you could Airbnb your place for a couple of months while you're away on the rigs. You know, and you could earn money out of that. It also, if you live in your house, you could actually do rent a room. Yeah, and I know yeah. a, I know a lot of people, uh, you know, in uh, St Andrews that do that. So a lot of the a lot of the uh, older generation, St Andrews actually rent some of their rooms in their houses to students, and they're allowed an allowance. I think it's up to eight thousand pound a year, tax free. So they can earn up to eight thousand pound a year in income tax free, straight on their bottom line, money in their hand, just for having a spare room and actually renting it to the students. Yeah. I know another one that's actually got a, a house, a, a guest house, but she doesn't really do anything other than the fact that she likes there and she's comfortable there. So she rents six of the rooms out that she's got to all the students for the terms. So mm -hmm. she must make a fortune because that's all she does. Yeah. And that's where her income derives from for her retirement. Because that's the students are no other. 
that's a brilliant side hustle and like you say that if she does that for so long it could set her up for retirement exactly that's a, well that is a retirement because she is retired yeah. anyway and she just like lets them get on with it. she you know they get their own breakfast they provide all their own stuff and she just rents them a room in her house that's mm -hmm. it in a nutshell so it's a great they're all great side hustles for people to do but this isn't just one big thing that will make the difference this is a, 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 a this is a accumulation of everything it's like the being a student it's like the side hustle it's like starting to create some sort of passive income it doesn't need your time all the time trading time for money then renting a room in your house possibly mm -hmm. or airbnb in a room in your house see how all these wee different things if you added all these wee things up right now you could probably end up doubling your salary every single month by doing that yeah. but how many people believe that that's the key and how many people are actually going to do it and i'll guarantee it's only five percent of the population by the way mm -hmm. Because it's always 5% of the population. And every single, every single human, right? Every single environment, every single culture, I'll guarantee you there's a 95% group and there's a 5% group. The 95% group will work for the rest of their life. They're retiring the two-thirds of what they couldn't afford to live in the first place. They'll maybe die before they get to retirement or they'll still have to continue to work. That's the 95% group. The 5% group will be wealthy, financially free that's four percent that's four percent is financially free and one percent of that five percent group will be wealthy beyond belief yeah rich that's what we're saying and that's the same everywhere you can drop everybody on an island and give them a million pounds in 20 years time five percent of people the have all the money five yeah. percent of the people will have all the money even though they all start about a million quid not because they've taken it because the 5% have worked out a way how to attract that money and provide a service to the people that need it. That's how they do it. That's quite interesting when you think about that. I think that the, the, the dropping the people on Ireland thing and, and, and it's still working out. And, and I mean, that is quite interesting to think it like that, but that is how it always kind of works out. Of course it does. You know, the people that make it successful find a need and they fill it. Just eat. Amazon. Yeah. You could think, you know, we never needed all these things before. But all of a sudden, it's like, we can make things more efficient, faster. It was like, that's really convenient. So, you know, these people started from zero. Started in their house, in their bedroom, in their garage. Bezos started in his garage selling yeah, books. Yeah. And somebody went, God, you know what I do that, are you? <laughs> do you know what to invest in my business that's what he said to some of his friends it's like no i don't want to invest in that selling books from your garage really that's laughable isn't it yeah but that's how it all starts Jobs yeah. started you know at atari and he left atari and said to and, and wasn't the art went with him because he was at atari as well games and the two of them left together and he went to Nolan Bushnell at the time. You know, Nolan's on my LinkedIn page <laughs> and uh, and I'm connected to him. But I, I always remember the story. They went to Nolan Bushnell at the time, who was head of Atari, and said, look, we, we're just going to do our own wee side hustle in our garage. We've kind of we're kind of going to build our own computers. We've got some programming we want to do and stuff like that. He says, look, Nolan, you can invest in our company if you want, and it'll for $50,000 to help us get started. You know, you can get 25% of that. <laughs> he, never, he never did he never it. Done it. Well, be 25% of Apple. 25% of Apple for $50,000. And he never did it. The one yeah. that got away. I was just going to say, I bet that's a big regret for him. <laughs> well, you can regret it or you can say, well, one of these opportunities. You know, yeah. Nolan Bushnell's away doing other things as well, and he's mm -hmm. very successful in what he does. But, but it's just like these are stories that like inspire. It's got to inspire yeah, yeah. you. It's got to wait till you think, God, if they could do that for their garage, they were nothing special. They just had a dream and they had a they had a desire to do something. They had a desire to change. They had a mm -hmm. desire to change the way things was done. They, they now there's there's look at NFTs, non fungible tokens. Yeah. Gary Vee talks about it. Venichuk talks about it all the time. There's there's thousands of NFTs. And new ways that you can do this for exchanging and digital currency and stuff like that. Same with Bitcoin. And and a huge amount of them will fail. 
and you'll probably find one in 10,000 will actually go on to succeed in anything. But are, are you going to be the 900 and, you know, the 9,999? Are you going to be the one? Mm-hmm. It's just like what we talked about in video. Yeah. Everybody says, well, only one in three people will go on to do video out of yeah. these people in this room. And I went, well, hard lines for you too. <laughs> 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 and it's funny to think that. Uh, I remember him saying that to us that day. You remember me saying it to you? Yeah. <laughs> I went, I'm doing it. I don't yeah. know about you lot. So hard lines. If there's one in three. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, definitely. So, so that's the sort of thing. You've got to really have that unwavering faith in yourself that you could do this. Okay, like let's let's move on. Yeah. No, I was just going to say, and it's it's like what you say if um, if you put the time and effort in, whether that's adapting your uh, education and things and your knowledge, uh, and and adapting your expertise in the field and what you do, then you're going to be looking to then reap the rewards of that, and that would be then obviously. Yeah increasing your income whether that's your salary in your job or looking for that promotion in your job and that's something and we we spoke about this um previously as well jim and it's something that obviously if you put that time in and, and learn um how to be better at what you do and go that extra mile then you will be deserving of a, a salary increase or a promotion within your position yeah. to the next one this is this is where it's key yeah it might not be your existing employer that'll mm-hmm. recognize that yeah. because the, because remember you're only paid for the job you're doing you're not paid for what you're worth mm-hmm. nobody's paid for what they're worth because i can tell everybody out there right now would you give me i'll take your leg off right now for six million pound would you give me your leg for six million no no you've no. instantly put a price of yourself of six million on yourself now, if I said your arm, your leg, and all the rest of it for more, that, that would then add up as well. And you'd say, well, you've immediately said you're worth X million. But if yeah. I said to you, you were worth six million, you'd go, no way. And I go, well, I'll have your leg for six million. You'd go, you're not getting yeah. that. Well, you've obviously yeah. put a price of six million on yourself. So you don't un- so most people don't understand that they're worth a lot more than they are, but they choose to be defined by the job that they do and they then put that as their worth that's why when you look at a job in the paper it says you're on maybe twenty-five thousand a year and you look at mm-hmm. a job it's on seventy thousand pound a year and you think i could do that but you see it's seventy thousand pound a year I, I and a lot of people that. go oh that can't be for me then yeah genuinely i used to do it and when my mentors explained that to me i went i never thought about it like that it's like it's just my mindset is blocked up it's yeah. the lid I've got in the jar. I can't, I, I've never jumped out the lab. The, the, the jar, I've got this glass ceiling that I can't get through. And it's like, it's me, it's stopping me. It's like, I could do that job at that, that value. And it's that value. So I started to apply for jobs like that because I knew I had that value. I knew I could do it. And that's when I got offered the job. It was double my salary and a company car mm-hmm. and private medical care and, and, free fuel and you know anything i wanted basically and that was the difference because my mind had been opened but i remember i learned all this skill not on my existing job what i did was i then made my existing job more efficient i was able to free up my time and therefore i was able to do more jobs for people in the org in the in the company that were far greater than me at what they did in other words the financial director, the financial controller, and I was just one of the accountants. And it was like, are you want me to do some work for you, you know, Sandy? Are you want me to do some work for you, Chris? Are you want me to do some work for you, Andy? And all these different things, because I've got time to do it now. I wasn't afraid of just sitting there and going, ah, if they find out I've not got much to do, they might get rid of me. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you're not going to get rid of somebody that cuts your job in, uh, cuts their job into a half and makes it so efficient. You're going to go, holy shit, that person's got a skill that I need. Yeah. It's like, plus the fact we could take on more and we don't need to take on more more labour and we don't need to pay more money. We can get Jim to do more work. Mm-hmm. Job done. That's how I looked at it. And yeah. they did. And I got to do their work. So I then got to learn way, things way beyond what my pay grade was on at that time. And over the over the next two or three years, well, it was actually five, four or five years I was with Tillis Russell. Over the next four or five years I was with Tillis Russell, I learned all these jobs and all these skills in terms of what I was doing. 
Now, I started off at Balfour's, and Sandy was one of the financial director, the financial controller at that time. He's actually the one that, that taught me that and over the year. And then I was able to take a, a, a jump in salary, about 50% from Balfour's to Tillis Russell. And then from Tillis Russell, double again. And then from there, I then got more, and I ended up being a financial director. So, so, so that huge leap in that time that I was doing it, but I was learning from everybody else that I was doing. And that's where the asking for a pay rise or promotion, because it's easy to say to someone, you know, you, you don't just go up to someone and say, oh, I th- can I have more money? Yeah, you no. need to demonstrate why. No, you need to say, look, this is my normal day-to-day job. This is what I'm doing outside of my day-to-day job. This is what I do over and above what my day-to-day job is. You know, would you consider actually, you know, upgrading my job? Yeah. Always- my salary. You know, mm-hmm. is that something you consider doing? And I'll tell you, when most people realize, and you don't ask them for a response there and then, you just go, you know, would you consider it? That's all I'm asking you. You sit down with your boss. You look them in the eye and say, would you consider that? Because if you've done it, you've got no fear about sitting in front of saying somebody and saying, I've done this. Mm-hmm. I'm good at this. I excel at this. And you know that because I've been doing it all for you. And it's way beyond what I do. I would like it if you would consider me for maybe a, maybe maybe a, an upgraded position, not just paying me for the job I'm doing the now, because that's just the job you're doing the now. That's 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 if anything, that's just inflation or maybe no at all, because it's like you've not done anything else. It's like the person that goes, "Oh, I've done, I've got real great skill in my job. I've done it for twenty years." It's like, okay, you've just done the same thing you did for a year twenty oh, times. Oh, oh. Yeah, you've not got twenty years experience in it anymore. You've not learned anything over that time. You've just done the same thing. You know, let's be honest, and I'll be as blunt as this. A trained monkey could do that once it's learned for the year. Yeah, I think I think it's important that in any in any uh, job, there, there, there's more than likely going to be scope for you to um, upgrade from your position to, and, and there's always room to progress in a position or within a company. But yeah, I can hear I can hear most people right now when they're listening to this saying, oh, but you don't know my job. Yes, I do. I do know your job because I was in that job. I was in a similar job. And it's just a job. That's it. It just does. You just, oh, you've just got to process this and you've just got to do that. And on a Tuesday, you've got to do that. On a Wednesday, you've got to produce that report. On this day, you've got to do that report. But I made things so efficient that I created more time for myself out of that job. So mm-hmm. I was able to do these jobs quicker. I even got told at Standard Life to slow down by the rest of the staff. <laughs> took more aside in the old department and says, Jim, jokingly aside, you're going to have to slow down because you're making us look bad. So what was, your, what was your response to that? I just laughed and just kept doing what I was doing. <laughs> I just kept doing what I was doing. That's it. It's just me, isn't it? Yeah. It's like, yeah, I just, you know, they would try to give me a hint to slow down. It's like, nah, no, really. I'll just keep doing what I'm doing. And I, I, I got more I got more work as well. And I remember being in a, uh, the boss's room. It's like, you got any work for me? It's like, I started to get his work as well. Some of the, some of the, my, my direct boss's work. Um, mm. And it's like, you know, I could have, I could have probably run standard life at some point in time in the future, <laughs> more than likely. But that's that unwavering belief. Yeah. It's like I truly believe in what I can do. I truly believe in my my um, my my capacity to do it, uh, and I truly believe I can find the people to help me do it as well. Yeah, that is so important. I think belief in yourself, no matter what you do. Um, if you don't believe in yourself, or you continually let yourself be run by the fear of anything really um then you're not going to you're never going to succeed yes yes and 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 it's not about waiting for it to happen it's not about watching it happen it's making it happen, making it happen yeah. and and your boss isn't going to single you out and go oh i know you've worked a lot and all the rest of it you've got to go and tell them you've got to go and tell them what you're doing you've got to go and point out you've done something over and above what your normal day-to-day is not just what you're doing day in day out and that's on your that's on your job description anyway you've got to demonstrate that in some sort of way that's yeah. why then you're then you can seem like that richard branson actually did uh, one day you know i remember reading richard branson's book and he always made a commitment to his employees i, I think very few people actually believe richard branson in in high profile positions maybe they do maybe they don't but he always said to them you know if you could find a job that does exactly the same what you're doing and it's better pay then show me it. and then if that's the case and it's justified i'll pay you that then mm-hmm. that's the sort of thing he used to say it's like because he didn't want to lose them 
but he, but he didn't have the he didn't have the t- you don't have the time to sit down and go is that person doing a really good job you've got your own job to do yourself that's what i was just going to say that's why that's why people get resentful look this is why people get resentful in a job it's like how did they get the promotion but they never asked for it. I do a lot more work than them. At what point have you ever told your employer you do any work more than what you're doing now? Yeah. No, you haven't. See, there you go. So how the hell is he going to count or she going to count? Yeah, if, you're, if your company or business has an open position um, for a promotion, then you should really consider applying for it and not just sit and expect it to be brought to you. I think yeah. showing your, showing your uh, interest in advancing within the company or business or, or, or in your own position it then shows that commitment to your employer which could then really ultimately qualify you for a wee bit more responsibility and show that you're capable and, and that you're willing to do that. Yeah, I mean, I've I've had I've had people in the past, employees in the past, you know yourself, Richard, I've dealt with people in the past, even not employees, but subcontractors, um, in order to get them to uh, excel, it's almost like pushing jelly up the wall. Yeah. That's how difficult it is. It's like, oh my God, it's, uh, it's, it's almost impossible because you, you, you're almost doing it all for them yourself. You're almost doing, you're almost pushing them, and they're not at the point of readiness, and they're not at the point of growth, and they mm-hmm. don't want what you want really, even though they keep telling you that. It's like I want to be a millionaire just like you, Jim. <laughs> it's like I've had that. You know that. I've had yeah. people in the past say that to me. It's like, well, this is what you need to do. It's like, oh, oh well, I'm not really sure I want to do that. Well, yeah. you said you want to be that, so this is what you need to do to get it. I'll guarantee you'll get it if you keep if you do that. Oh well, I'm not really sure I want to pay that price. Okay, <laughs> so you like most people like the idea of being that, but they're not prepared to do the work to to get it. Yeah, that's the that's the facts. That's which the falls into what we spoke about last week, and that's sacrifice and and things as well. Commitment, yeah. commitment, drive, and determination. Yeah. You don't really need to sacrifice anything if you love what you do. You're yeah. not sacrificing something. You're just committing to something else. You've been disciplined about it. You've been consistent about it. And you're doing it. You're implementing it. You could read a book about success. One person could go and implement everything they've read in that book. Another person could do nothing with that information. Another person will be exactly where they are, where the other, the person that implemented it all will be way beyond success of what the mm-hmm. other person is. Yeah. You see yeah. that every day. But the, the, the other person becomes really resentful for the fact that how did it no harm for me as well? I could tell you how it never happened for you because you never did anything. Yeah. Listening yeah, and reading our books, no good if you, unless you implement you anything. Implement it. Yeah. yeah. I think, and then it brings us on to the last point. And um, I might actually, I, I, the last point I've put in here is save. And I think it should have been save or a slash investment or invest. Because I think once you've been successful and maybe um, generating more income, whether that be in a side hustle or, or increasing your salary or your, your position, yeah, don't just blow it. You need to do something with it. And whether that's saving it and investing it and 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 being really um, responsible about what you do with that money instead of going out and buying a fancy car or something ridiculous. Do you know, it's all good having it, but use it to help you in yeah. the future for your retirement's a big one. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah. you you don't need to you don't need to deny yourself. We've talked about this before. Yeah, you don't need to deny yourself. Just put a certain amount away of your income and say that's my that's my my splurge fund. Yeah, uh, put a certain amount. That's my investment save fund. Um, put another certain amount. That's my day to day living fund. Um, these are all the different things that you need to do. But you need again, we'll come back to discipline, consistent, and implementation. You know, uh, that's that's all you need to do. And if you do that and regularly do it. There's no surprise. I mean, every single month for the last 20 years up to the January just passed, I've invested in Spain. Mm-hmm. Every single month for 20 years, every single month I've invested in Spain. There's no surprise why I've no, I've got a, quite a big investment in Spain now. Mm-hmm. But that's because I've stuck to that. And then now that's finished, I'm now investing that same money in yeah. something else. In something else, yeah. So I, I don't know. Oh, look, I've got more money to sponge about with. No, no, no. I'll just keep investing in something else now. So I'll put it in something else. That's all I'm doing. And that's what you do. You just, when you get a salary rise, don't go and say, oh, I've got a salary rise. I can go and spend it now. Just take your salary rise and put it in your, put it in your savings, investment or yeah. whatever it is, your offset mortgage, 
if you've got an offset mortgage on your on your thing. I was talking to Ian this morning about this. It's like, oh, I've got a mortgage and it's like on the rest of it. So what's the interest rate in that? And blah, blah, blah. He says, I've got savings. It's like, I've got that in, in this house to now. I says, well, sell that, put it in your offset mortgage. You've got the money available when you need it, but it's it's making you almost 8% then. Mm -hmm. 8% interest on your money. Who gets that in a bank? <laughs> well, that's that was one of the things I was going to say. I mean, you instant access to it as well because it's just an offset, so you can get instant mm -hmm. access for a rainy day if you ever need it at a drop of a hat. Yeah, I've got it as well. I've got an offset as well. Yeah, it's quite a good thing because I mean, your typical savings account. I mean, you're lucky if you can get one percent uh, on your savings. I mean, it's good to have a savings account for whatever reason you may need it, but things like that are really a good way to put your money into gym. We are, like you yeah. say, eight percent, and it's still accessible that way as well. Mm -hmm. So you need to think about that and where you're where you're putting your money, and then what you're going to. You've got this additional income, like you say, get a salary increase. Don't just start spending more or or buying things just because you have the extra. Yeah. Use it to generate something that's going to generate more income. Now, at this point in time, you've got to weigh up: Are you going to make a thousand pounds of interest a year or more? If mm -hmm. you're not going to make a thousand pounds interest a year or more. And you're just going to get the same return as you would get in an ISA in uh you know an easy access account. Just put it yeah. in an easy access account. You don't need yeah. an ISA because the ISA, the ISA wrapper is tax free, but you've still got a personal savings allowance of a thousand pounds a year anyway, yeah. tax free for every single person in Britain. Yeah. That's that's a given. So you could end up to a thousand pounds in interest tax free every single year and not be taxed on it at all. So that's another key thing to remember. It's it's the, it's the it's the compounding wealth as well you can get out of it. It's the one I talked about about Ben. It's like put something in your pension, put mm -hmm. a small amount. I mean, he's, he says he's got ten grand, but it's like you know, put put in the extra, and it's probably about two and a half thousand he's got to put in. He's still got seven and a half grand left. What are you bored about? It's like when are you going to run it and buy that? Because you've not even got a house, you've not got any. Yeah. You've got all your food bought for you. It's like what are you saving it for? Well, in case the world burns down, it's like if the world burns down, you're, that's me you stay anyway. Yeah. So these are all the things, you know, where we are taught scarcity of money. Uh, mm -hmm. There's an abundance of money out there. You've just got to find out a way to attract it. Yeah, definitely. And, it, and, it, and, it, and it's your side hustles and that it, it do that for you. And it's the way you deliver it. And some people will gravitate towards you. Remember, you're only needing... Could you think? Could, do you think you could find a thousand people in the world that could do business with you? Mm, yeah, thousand well, people in the whole world. In the whole world, obviously, yeah. I mean, so about seven billion people in the world. I don't think I could. Could I, uh, <laughs> could I find? Could I? Could I find a thousand, or or could a thousand find me? Ever ever do things like this? Yeah. Yeah. I, absolutely. That's what happens. So that's the sort of thing. Now. For us, for sales, it's like we only need three hundred people a year to yeah. sell us. I'm not after it. I'm not after huge amounts of people. I'm not after volume. I'm not after a full time job. I'll put it that way. I'm after a relaxing sort of lifestyle, but deliver a quality product and add significant yeah. value yeah. to the person yeah. I'm dealing with. Yeah. That's my point. The people that get me and understand that when they do business with me, I'm going to add significant value to your journey. In terms of what you're doing, whether that be knowledge and and wealth in terms of monetary terms or a combination of both, I could almost guarantee that it will be. And that's where my that's where my expertise is delivered, and that's why some people we and that's why I only need three hundred people yeah. to deal with me every single year. Apart from that, I'm not interested in that, and I don't want to kill myself over it. I've got a huge portfolio anyway. That are building wealth and that sets me free. I could, I could just if, I, if 300 people don't want to use me, I'm just going to sit on the beach in Spain and drink the okay. yeah. <laughs> what, what what does it matter? I'm I'm literally set for life. Mm -hmm. like, what, why would I? Why would I? Why am I doing this? Why would I bother? And again, I come back to saying this is just about leaving knowledge and expertise and and information that I wish people had left for me. Yeah. I wish people had done that for me, and that's why I'm doing this. Yeah, definitely. It's good to to have that. And, and like you say, doing the shows to have what? But they Sorry. have Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich. Mm -hmm. You know, they have. They're all. It's all in the books from all these people that have gone. Stephen Covey, 
you know, um, I think it's five secrets or seven secrets for wealth and happiness and all the rest of it, or high, high habits that highly make you money, or I can't remember. But he's away now, and his system still keeps generating income and wealth for, for the people he was in business with. There you go, Think and Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill, you've got it there. Mm-hmm. And I've read that book God knows how many times, and yet I only bought it for about £5 at the time 30 years ago. And I've, the, the knowledge and information I've got out of that for £5 and used my time to read it has been mind-blowing what that return on investment has given me. You know, I would, I, I mean, I would, you know, I, w- I would love to meet that guy that, that wrote that book, but yeah. he's no longer here. So that's that's the sad reality. But look at what he's left, the legacy of what he's left, the the people that still go on and and i think for most people they just want to be remembered and maybe this yeah. is why i'm doing what i'm doing i just want to be remembered when i'm gone yeah, that's all as good, as good as well though because to do something like this as you speak and you speak freely and and remember things and do you know what i mean there's so much content that gets put in there that if you if you sat down and tried to speak to your kids or something you maybe wouldn't remember it all but if you speak in a conversation like this it's pick topics to think about this is what your kids way, hear the good this way to get everything that's all your kids hear at this point in time until they come to a point of readiness then yeah. they hear this is how you deliver and add value yeah. and make a significant amount of money and that's what blah 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 blah, blah was to them at the time they're, <laughs> yeah. just, they're ready to hear it now that's how that's how most people are that's how yeah. i was as well i was just ready to hear it ready to accept that information ready to act on it as well i was i was at that point of readiness overall and that was for me that was 35 years ago uh, and then you know i just had to find my way and find my way through it but i was always priming myself to get ready for it because i was doing side hustles as i said from 16 mm-hmm. you know just sort of working out how i could do things and how i could make more money and you know all these different things uh, how you could do it and some of them were weren't they really the right things to do <laughs> <laughs> but it showed my ingenuity it showed my yeah. ingenuity and it showed my um, creative thinking in terms of, because nobody else thought about these things at the time. And it was like, wow. And some of these ideas went right out throughout the UK <laughs> and people were using them as their side hustle yeah. <laughs> at the time as well. I'm not going to tell you what they were. It's <laughs> <laughs> so like, that's maybe for a, that's maybe for a confession, <laughs> confessions of a private landlord in my early days. <laughs> But yeah, hopefully the, uh, I mean, we, we broke it down into the six points today. I mean, there's a lot more to it, but I think those are the, those are the main kind of um, markers throughout the the ways to boost your income and the, the best ways to use that extra income to, to then um, excel in what you are doing and then leverage your position ultimately, which is what you'll be trying to do. Yep. Um, and I think the bottom line there as well is that boosting your income it will obviously help you save more put more into your pension plan or into an investment um that you've of your choice and ultimately live a lot more comfortably yeah okay that's us then perfect okay um you know thanks very much for coming on the show richard coming and discussing this uh, topic we'll be here next week at 12 30. yeah until next time next week at 12 30 as usual bye-bye thanks bye